Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome on into a special Rooted podcast recorded live out at MJ Biz 2019 in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Tim Strombel coming to you from a special booth high above the trade show floor, thanks to our sponsors and great friends over at Green Bros, home of the world's leading harvesting solutions for the hemp and cannabis space. Happy to be with you as we have two awesome guests on the show this afternoon. So I'm not going to prolong the introduction with too much hoopla. All I'm going to say is don't forget to subscribe to the show and give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to so more people can check out what we're doing. Okay, so the two guests we're about to welcome in this afternoon are Colin Reichert, the founder and CEO of Green Bros, the aforementioned world leaders in harvesting solutions for the hemp and cannabis space. We've had Colin on a lot on this show before, and I always love talking with him and having him on the show. We're also going to welcome in Lance Lambert for the first time, director of business development for Bovida, the global leaders in two-way humidity control. Lance is also one of the most knowledgeable cannabis advocates you will ever find. This guy is like an encyclopedia of cannabis industry information. Throughout this show, you're going to realize why these two people are both on the podcast at the same time as Green Bros and Bovida share many ethos around treating cannabis as a medicine with the respect and the caution that should be applied to such a useful product in our communities. We'll get into that. We'll talk about things like MJ Biz overall. Some people say the show is overrated. Some people say it's like the Super Bowl of trade shows and you absolutely need to be there. So is it still a relevant space and would you have value if you went to the show? We're going to talk about that and we'll get the opinion of Cullen and Lance, two guys that have big, huge booth presences at the show this year. Okay. Without any more talking from me, because we've got a lot to do, a lot to cover, a lot of ways to go in this podcast, let's go ahead and welcome these two guys in here and start tackling some of these topics. Cullen, Lance, great to have you on the show, man. Uh, MJ Biz, day two. You guys have thoughts on the show so far? My feet hurt. My feet hurt, man. <laughs> you were not alone, sir. No. Uh, wow, you know what? We've been here a couple years now, and... Um, We've watched this thing grow from the from the first one over in the hotel yeah. to uh, to to this, and it was first one was half the size, um, you know, and now it's taken you know taking up the whole central hall. I, I expect you know it'll probably continue to grow. I mean, we were just at PACX, I don't know a couple months ago, yeah, and it's right. the whole whole convention center. I I mean that's how this is going. I don't know if um, where we are now with this vantage, looking down and seeing the whole show floor. It's pretty amazing to see this many companies, uh, and uh, there wouldn't be that many companies if they weren't, you know, if there wasn't, uh, you know, financial reward. So it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting you guys bring that up, and I'm interested on both of your accounts. Uh, I, I was actually on Twitter the last couple of days, and it, it, those who aren't here are saying this show is very overrated. It, it's too pricey. <laughs> you see the same people every yeah. time, and a lot of the people that you see attend the shows and walk around are on the outside looking and trying to get in the industry still yeah. and looking for brands like Green Bros, brands yeah. like Bovida that can help them in their fashion. Are you seeing that? Do you have that feeling or are you getting Not a lot all. of really well-qualified people coming to you still? I think it's interesting this year and you're right. There's a lot of individuals and, and not again to pick on the state with which we came originally, but uh, you know, especially people in California, they're like, to your point, it's, it's overpriced and overrated. And um, I would say that for many shows, I mean, myself, our, our team, we did 68 shows 
in 2018, just in, in, in my division. I, I was there for 30 of them, and uh, a lot of those shows were very repetitive, were very diluted. Uh, before this, you know, I had immediate weed maps. We did a lot of shows, and I really felt it was during 2016 when I was at that company, like maybe 2016, that it got to a point of saturation for shows. But having said that, when people do ask what are the most relevant shows, especially those that are coming from international, I have a guest from South Africa, a guest from Australia, and a few from uh, mainland Europe, as well as uh, England. And all of them, they said, well, what are the most important shows to come to North America for? And I said, MJ Biz, by far, is is the number one, uh, just by volume and opportunity. And then if you're talking about Canada, Lyft. And, and it's yeah. kind of debatable between Lyft Vancouver and Lyft Toronto now. I personally like Lyft Vancouver better because, again, it reminds me of the West Coast of the U.S., which is more craft and culture, whereas the East Coast is more suits and business and, and very button-up white collar. But uh, they call it, he nailed it. I've been coming since, uh, I think, four years now. And uh, back when it was at the Rio, yeah. and it was kind of, it was definitely small. I mean, we had, I think it was 17,000 attendees last year. Uh, they were at 35,000 this year. Uh, so it literally has doubled in participation. Uh, to Colin's point, it's it's literally doubled in size. Yeah. Um, both of us are very fortunate. We both have these perches up, up top. We we doubled down literally and metaphorically speaking financially and, yeah. and footprint wise. We put a second story on ours and, and we're doing some shooting up there. And to your point, just to look and see just this this array of different businesses and companies yeah. and you've been around it like i have yeah. like a lot of these companies we didn't see last year and we might not see next year yeah that's the internet we're still in that very early where have the cards fallen stage of this industry so yeah it's well it's, it's to me it's it's interesting to see that you know there's a lot there's a lot of absolutely a ton of money to be made but i, I yeah. look at a lot of these companies and i wonder you know how many of them are dipping their toes and how many of them are really serious and 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 you can tell some of the companies that have been here year over year, and yeah. you're starting to get a feel for them, and definitely and it's, it's 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And I think it's the people that attend too. We had uh, I think I mentioned this to you. We do a, I do this weekly installment of Sirius XM show, and they came down. You to can plug it; it's fine. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. So shameless, I'm on the- <laughs> shameless. So I do this cannabis catch-up segment on the Todd Shapiro show. It's on 167 Series XM. But we actually invited them down to do it live in, you know, in our booth. We're up on the second floor. Bruce Lenton, uh, who's very well-known, used to be a CEO of Canopy Store Canopy. Uh, he said, you know, I bet you, and I agree with him, he's all, I bet you, you know, big pharma, big alcohol, big tobacco. If everyone had to wear a hat that represents the business that they're with on this floor, there would be representation from all of those industries oh, yeah. because they're all to Colin's point. They're all trying to figure out how to get into the industry and if they should dip a toe, if they should jump in with both feet. So sure. that's the very interesting thing that you don't know who's lurking. There's a lot of people who are kind of creeping and figuring out. And to your point, there's others that again, they, they, they might've been doing Pilates instruction last year and this year they want to be an industry expert and come in and a lot of us are like, okay, dude, you're a little late to the show, but <laughs> best of luck to you. Um, there's still opportunity to get into. I mean, it's people don't understand like, well, what would I do? I'm like, well, what do you do now? They're like, I do sales. Well, we need salespeople. Why do HR? We need HR people. I'm a scientist. We need scientists. You guys, yeah. I mean, you're engineers. You have yeah. phenomenal engineers at Green Bros that puts out these killer machines that come from mainstream industries. You know, so we're not like any other. There's 217,000 jobs that have been sourced in this country thanks to this industry. And that's just the U.S., not Canada. So we are making an impact and we are a legitimate industry and category. You're like a walking 
like encyclopedia. <laughs> like, like the wealth of information that comes out. I'm like, all right, that, that guy spends a lot of time on the internet. Two hours every morning with RSS feeds and newsletters, trust radio. me. Uh, uh, it, takes it takes but, a lot. It takes a lot. Tim, back to your question about the, the class of, of, of people. I mean, the quality of the, of, the, of the guests that we receive here. Um, this is a show. Like, we would not miss it. And, and I think yeah. anybody who is who is actually seriously playing in this field, you have to be here because this gets the international attention. Yep. We get a huge influx of people from, from um, because they don't know where else to go. Like yep. the, really, where are they going to go? They're going to go to Toronto. They're going to go to, uh, maybe they're going to go to Toronto or they're going to go come here. But this is the, this is the convention for, um, for the international crowd. So we get a lot of people. Of course, you see some that you've seen before and the guys, your fans come back and they always come in and say, Oh, they want to see what's new. (laughs) You know, you get that love all the time. And that's, that's a big part of the business as well. But we get, I think, um, I mean, yesterday we were slammed. That booth was slammed all day long and that's a ton of people who have never seen our stuff, you know? So, and a lot of people are, are international guys, you know, Africa, uh, South Africa, um, yeah, Israel, uh, Europe. It's, you know, it's just, we're, we're leading we're leading the charge you know the united states and lance i've had a chance to talk to colin about this a couple of times i'm interested from your side uh green rose focuses on industry-born equipment right Correct. and creating things specifically for the cannabis plant i know that you and what you guys do do you have any competition from crossover industries or or other people that are basically trying to do or approach the plant as you guys do Boveda? it's really interesting you know we we started, we established a category. I say the only real competition for us is orange peels, tortillas, and lettuce. I mean, that's <laughs> not to be nostalgic, but that's what I used when I was, we'll just say younger. Um, so that that was us coming in. We were maybe a little disruptor just based on tradition, but it's just more so of a kind of what Green Bros is doing again. It's stop taking your clothes down to the river when you have a washing machine in your garage. So it's the same approach of you can keep doing this manually or you can keep doing this hack for lack of a better term, but there is technology. And that's what we look at ourselves as more so a technology company. And although we weren't born in the industry, you know, the company was founded uh, now just at 23 years uh, originally as a solution for the cigar industry for maintaining humidity because a lot of younger generations, including uh, my founders, they didn't want to mess around with gels and sponges and all this one-way humidity control. They said there has to be something out there that can normalize the atmosphere that doesn't doesn't require me to babysit it, right? You can set it, not to quote Ron Papil, but set it and forget it. Everyone likes that, that opportunity. Uh, and then fast forward in 12 years ago, the industry found us. It was in, in, you know, the person who reminded me of that on a rooftop in Oakland at a, uh, I believe it was a New West Summit, Ed Rosenthal's wife, Jane Klein, her domestic partner, uh, she said, you know what, Lance? She's like, you guys didn't find the industry. The industry found you. And I'm like, oh, you're 100% right. It was the illicit market, which we do not segregate. Uh, we we want to be there for everyone, especially we reference the categories herbal. So medical first. I'm a medical advocate and user in that respect. Um, but they found us. And all of a sudden, we were sending troves of what you know, what was Bovida to Northern California. And then we're like, what's going on? There's no, you know, most of the guys, turkey bags, man. (laughs) (laughs) they weren't making cigars in North or not the kind of cigars my company knew. I can't believe he just threw out the, the, the Ron Papil reference. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, man. The pocket fisherman. I mean, let's, uh, let's throw back a little ways. Best only beef turkey machine ever, man. (laughs) But Colin, I know that you guys specifically too, since you're in automation and a lot of what, 
Green Bros develops is in a sense farming technology and, and taking ideas from other mainstream farming agricultural applications that necessarily haven't been built specifically for cannabis. But I know you have to deal with machines that are meant to be in field <laughs> processing corn or, or weighing jelly beans. Or sun-made raisins. So how are you guys dealing with that and, and getting out that message that your industry-born equipment and everything you're doing is designed for specifically the, ca- the cannabis and hemp plant? Well, it's, a, it's an easy conversation to have with one person, but it's a difficult conversation to have with a lot of people. Um, you know, the avenues for us, for, for our marketing team and, and, and for uh, our outreach, um, while we do a great job, it's just we don't, we don't have access to television. And we just now are starting to have potential access to radio and, and that sort of thing. And I think, um, we're, I mean, honestly, we, we do well and we've made, we've made good money uh, and, we, and we're, we're a pretty sound company. But, you know, we don't have a marketing budget like some of these guys you see around here, uh, you know, and it's just, I would love to, I mean, if we could, if we could put a million dollars in the marketing budget this year, we, we, you know, it'd be a lot easier to get that. Uh, yeah. Mark, Mark would be happy about that. Um, uh, but you know, that's, that's kind of the thing, you know, one of the things that we've, we still, even as, as big as we've become, we still rely heavily on, um, even at the booth, someone will walk up and say, bro you gotta get this is the best machine and they'll oh, stop the and best. they'll have this conversation <laughs> with one of our customers and you just smile because you know you just you just sealed um sealed the deal but um that's very it, true. it it a lot of times you know companies will will go to big shows the pack X's and, and these other big shows and they'll see these amazing pieces of equipment that were designed for other industry and they'll get they'll get sucked in you know and and they, they won't they won't look around They'll, you know, I can have a conversation with a guy about our batcher. He can go over to one of the other multi-head wear companies and have a conversation with a guy that's been selling multi-head wares for 30, 40 years and has a ton of knowledge and sounds exceptionally well-versed and can sell that machine. And he buys that machine and finds out, Hey, it doesn't really work the way that I thought it would for cannabis. And then it's sitting in a warehouse. Uh, you know, $250,000 of wasted money. We do replace those, by the way. But, but, <laughs> but it happens. And that's, I mean, how, I don't know, Tim, it's a great question. And we, we try, you know, we try to get that, that message out. And mm-hmm. I think if you look at the other industry players um, um, out there, the other companies that are in our spe- specific space, you see that they're in the same kind of, they're in the same kind of boat, you know, dealing with kind of yeah. getting, how do you educate people not to buy that, thing even though it looks cool it looks pretty and then you know there's a lot of chinese stuff coming in and 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 some of it's good and some of it's not and it's you know you just don't know i mean walk the floor and look at how many pieces of equipment are out there how many people are doing different things and and you just i kind of push put my nose in the books and get down to what we do best and uh make machines you know make good machines i remember we had a conversation someone first came to meet with Colin. this this happens to me all the time i have to leave this country to meet some of the coolest people and Colin's one of them. Like literally, I've run into people from Colorado and Canada, or I've run into people over at Spanibus in Barcelona from the states that uh, we've just always been like ships in the sea as far as in the industry. But uh, you know, ran into Colin, and we actually got to catch up in England during an event. But one of the things that came up in conversations was one of the original machines that he had manufactured that just won't die. And I thought it's such an awesome story because you know, I'm not to take Everlast, you know, their hook, but. 
you know, built to last. It, it really, it's interesting here because he's right. You know, some of these machines out here, they look good. They look shiny. They might be using 6061 aluminum or, or some stainless, you know, or some, but you don't know the quality of it. And that's one thing I learned from being in another industry uh, where walking into, I've toured their facility before and seeing some of that machinery. I was in a, a machine shop that built race suspensions. And I was like, wow, these guys are doing it right because you see some of this other stuff, especially when you get into that space where there are knockoffs, you know, wherever they come from and you start seeing where they cut corners or where it's thinner metals or yeah. stuff that it, it fatigue. I mean, the well, they aren't dropping dimes on their welding. <laughs> they're, they're, they're dropping blotches and, and yeah. everything's just spotty work. So that's a thing to be cognizant as well. And I think some of the guys that do go to mainstream, I think it's a little subconscious. They're like, Hey, I'm a big enough company to where I can approach the same company that manufactures uh, processing equipment for SunMade or for Nestle. And one thing that these guys educated me on, because we do focus on cure to consumption, but from a different perspective, from maintaining quality and consistency of that product. Um, so I look at things differently. But one thing, again, that stood out in talking to Colin was, you know, talking about those other machines and how they agitate in order to move things or in order to sort things. And I'm like, wow, that is, that's, that's literally like cannabis abuse yeah. to hear the, the flowers just getting, just getting shaken there up. We, Cause in my head, I'm we, like, we vibrated at a very specific frequency that knocks off trichomes. Yes. Look, it's special. We developed it just for this purpose. Yeah. yeah I don't want to keep out not to be again, all herbalistic and medicinal. Like I want the whole plant. I don't, I don't want it in two or three parts, but those are things that people need to be cognizant. And again, just like yeah. we were talking about, you know, offline before jumping on was it goes back to even consulting in a lot of the people that you interact and invest with. I mean, I've several friends, even one friend here, it's a very successful edible company. And someone came in and told him to do hydro and he spent quarter million dollars on hydro. And then they brought in some crazy genetics I'd never heard of. And it, it was some consulting company is getting kicked back on the backside and then charging him on the front side. And, and the stuff they were bringing in was not advantageous for his, you know, it wasn't build the suit. And, um, he sold all that stuff pennies on a dollar and had to start from scratch. And it's like yeah. wherever these guys are getting their money to Colin's point, because a lot of it got pulled out, you know, if you're talking Wall Street, like, um, you know, or Ontario Stock Exchange, um, you know, where are they getting the money? into? Can they afford these mistakes? You know, can they yeah. afford these mistakes with what with what Colin offers and Green Bros or what Bovida offers? You know, because when I still see packs that have tortillas in them. I'm like, I don't know about whomever your consumer is, but I don't want yeast cross-contaminated. <laughs> again, I, there's a certain expectation and standard I have, yeah. you know? So. Well, the tortillas were probably irradiated, so. Uh, <laughs> I mean, talk. I want to talk more about that side to you guys and, and treating the plant well. Yeah. And I know that Bovida approaches it uh, really well from a medical side as well, because you know that it is medicine for patients. Yep. Uh, and Green Bros identifies with that as well, with the release of a couple of different products. You talked about the Model M and the Model Z yes. that have surgical grade stainless steel. So, you know, every, anything that's touching the flower is, is touching it the right way. Yep. Uh, you talked about the box from the Puragen, the partner oh, company wow. with Green Bros that does that cannabis amazing. remediation. I was just out at the clinic in, in Colorado and every flower they put in the market yep. goes out of that directly. I was to amazed. The I saw it too. Yeah, it, it, it's impressive. unbelievable the volume that they have to put through it. But at the same time, yeah. in talking with their processing operators, they sleep better at night knowing yeah. they're never going to put something out that's not going to pass. So that's what I want to ask you both about is why is that part so important to know that what is going to run through your machine or what's going to touch a bovida pack is guaranteed to get to that consumer and is going to be healthy from a medical perspective. Yeah. And that, that's really, that was my position coming in. You know, when they hired me, uh, you know, I was someone from the inside of the industry. They're kind of working from the outside. And that's one thing I made clear was my support and advocacy 
as, as a, a medical patient. And um, that's what they said. You know, so they said that's why we, when it comes to certification, FDA approved, GMP, ISO, um, even meets ASTM standards to, to make sure the plant maintains a constant relative humidity between 55 and 65% range. So all those things are very relevant and important. And that's one thing that, you know, I always think in the back of my head, there was one case and we talk about how cannabis can't kill. We all have endocannabinoid systems, so you can't overdose per se. I mean, you can overdose, you can consume too much CBD or THC and be, be on your ear, but you aren't going to die from it compared to opioids and such, right? But there is one instance, an exception to the rule, where there was an individual with a weakened immune system that definitely had some disorders he was working through, and he was using cannabis to help with his cancer in San Diego. He did pass away because it was moldy cannabis. So unfortunately, you know what he contracted, uh, he was unable to uh, to come out of, which I think eventually was pneumonia. And that is something that hits home because this should be healthy. It shouldn't be something that you're buying from someone's basement that might have black mold on the walls. I mean, that's really why a lot of us advocated for legalization. And I mean, I was fully supportive and I got my company behind it to support uh, Yes On Two in Utah. I thought that's huge. I really thought, quite honestly, just because Utah is a conservative state, it's home of LDS, uh, which definitely love that religion and respect it. <clears throat> but that religion kind of runs the state. It's not church and state. It's more church state run on sentence. And so for them to be even open-minded and supporting it from a medical perspective and understand, mm -hmm. yes, we can't ignore there's medical attributes to this plant. Those are huge wins and we want people to safely consume. And I think that's synonymous, I'd say with most people. Yeah, I think, I think that what we're seeing right now is, um, you know, you're, you're, you've got a, a, an industry that, that is marketing toward the medical side and medical benefits, but the AMA is you know, uh, it, it, it's just, there's no controls. There's no lockdown. It's not processed. It's not highly, you know, if you look at pharmacology or pharmaceuticals, yeah. you, you, you look at the way that those things are handled and this is not that you're talking about taking more of an, you're kind of like looking at the, the bulls, the East and the West yeah. clashing together in this moment. And you have to still look at that, um, that herbal medicine and get it clean. And how do you do that? Well, the traditional ways of cleaning food um, don't necessarily work again. Here we are pulling uh, from other industries using, you know, uh, microwave or radio frequency radiation or um, gamma radiation or, or these other processes to do what um, what needs to be done. It has to be done. You have to you, you, in order to come to market in a, in a volume and in a, as a real company with a real product, you're going to have to guarantee some level of sterility. Yep. You know, you, you have to you eat all food processes that same way. I've, all food goes through it and this is medicine. So it's even higher standard. So if you're looking like if you're looking at the, the how it how it's done traditionally, you're trying to bring food processes to this plant. You know, again, you're 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 kind of grossly mis misunderstanding the nature of what what it is. Right. It's different. We, it doesn't have a skin on it. It doesn't have, you know, it's yep. it's a completely different <laughs> thing than than any other process. Or I mean, flowers would be close, but we don't, you know, we don't no, smoke like flowers. flowers. So you don't, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, sometimes you have them on your salad. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Uh, Nasturtiums for the win. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, uh, <laughs> exactly right. Um, but you know, so then you have to have something. You have to look. What else is there? What other opportunities are there? There's microwave. Um, you know, there's microwave. Uh, I think I already mentioned microwave now 15 times. But there I have a friend are, that does a hydrogen, a hydrogen peroxide dip. They get a, a high concentrated hydrogen peroxide. They do yeah. it on their own. They dip the flower. And I'm, she's telling me this. 
I'm not giving my input back because I was kind of taken back, but that's yeah. what they do. Because there's microorganisms, generally. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not protect. We go on about that. We say, they go, well, what does bovida do? We create a monolayer over the flower to preserve that freshness, to preserve the terpenes within the trichomes. Yeah. And they're like, well, why do you do that? And we say, because a good example is an orange. Like it, obviously that there's a natural skin on that yep. that protects like what Colin's talking about. It protects what you're consuming. Yeah. That doesn't exist in this world. There's no banana peel. There's no yeah. orange peel. There's no watermelon casing. No. It's just, it's just out there to be exposed. And I think Colorado, unfortunately, yeah. I think Colorado has been doing things great. That's a good example where the board went into 25 different operations. 83% I think had some form of mold and, and that's scary. I mean, it's like you guys have been a legit market for years. You've been a, a adult use market for yeah. what now? Four years, you yeah. know? So what's going on? Well, there's, <laughs> again, but I mean, without having, you know, without having that, with still having that federal barrier, yeah. you're having, you're leaving people out there in the lurch to kind of, you know, figure these problems out and how they're finding that's out true. is somebody dies, yeah. you know, and that's not yeah. what we want to have happen, but that's, everybody goes, oh, well, this is really a problem. And then, you start talking about it, you don't hear this problem in other sectors because they've already dealt with the problem in food, right? They dealt with it, they get it, but it doesn't necessarily cross. And that's really the issue. And I think it, once you start, um, you know, start handling this plant that way, um, you start to lose the terpene quality, you start to lose some of the, some of the value that, that, that the plant has. So, yeah. I mean, and I'm going to pimp our box, but the box doesn't do that. So, but it's a different technology, it's a completely different approach. But it's completely sterile. So this is what the this is the whole mantra. Like, yeah. why would you why would you apply this brute force to this delicate solution, right? And that's that's where we're at. We replace crappy sh <laughs> equipment all the time because people buy the wrong stuff and they just don't know. And but how could they know? They have to come to shows like this, and that's. A, back to the show yeah. you know and they do people and they come here and they get for you which yeah. happens that people come oh my gosh yeah, i use this stuff all day this is one thing yeah. I'm really, and Great you're stuff. like my gosh you thank you yeah yeah, yeah you <laughs> want to you, you, you can just yeah. stay here in the booth buddy exactly. you want you hang out I'll, I'll get you i'll get you a beer yeah we'll be but that is, that is the word of mouth is the best the most effective in this yeah. industry that's helped with that too and you mentioned the box and it's really interesting because we talk about industry-born machines and that is it's almost an exception to the rule where the technology itself sure. was developed for sterilizing human tissue issue and yeah. you know there's stories of famous sports athletes that alan uh uh novotny the founder of the box who created the technology yeah. and brought woods, it over right T tiger woods yeah. uh acl replacement uh, a technology that went through all the medical certifications right yeah, how right. did we get in the u.s how did yeah. we get in canada how did yeah. we get all this paperwork in place and then he hits the drawing board and i think it was in relationship to that story out of san diego and the patient that yeah. ended up dying uh, that led him to do that. And then he yeah. took two to three years to develop the product and then luckily yeah. partnered with Green Bros, the company that yeah. identifies with those ethos to get that product out to the market. Uh, so it was designed initially for past sterilization that you would yeah. need in cannabis, but then again, brought to cannabis. So I just thought that was really interesting. And that's that's the same with our product. That's we, you know, this isn't the only category, although this is the division I focus on, but we have you know, musical instruments, we have a food division, we have uh, obviously the cigar division. We've worked with NASA to maintain relative humidity and products being sent up to the uh, space station. I mean, we've done some pretty radical stuff. And so to your point, it's technology, it's applicable in many fashions. It just so happened that the people that were passionate about it that invented it, it was for another category. But for all intents and purposes, I mean, if, if they were calling an eye in the, in the way that we grew up on the West Coast, 
you know, obviously you probably would have started here first and then segued into those other categories. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> the precision battery yeah. could batch anything. Yeah, yeah, it could, it could pretty much batch anything. Yeah, but but I mean, even but you even you guys took your knowledge of what you do and had to reinvent that for yep. cannabis because it you can't take just a cigar no uh, pack and throw it in a cannabis bag that's I mean, a really good there's point. A, there's there's some real technical effort i think that that's part of it like if you're serious and you're another company you want to come in here learn your shit and then come play yeah. i'm okay yeah. with all you guys playing but don't bring in crap that is made for you know sorting and weighing jelly beans it just isn't the same thing yeah, that's you know? spot on. That when we really created this category within the industry, uh, you're right, Colin. The, the the guys that were using it now, the ones that were kind of using it as a hack back in uh, you know 12 years ago, they were they use hygrometers and they know. So to Colin's point, like they were repurposing something, but they knew how to monitor it. But when we came in, we're like, wait a minute. To his point, 69% is too high. A lot of people don't recognize the danger zone with cannabis is 65% relative humidity. Over that, that opportunity for microbial growth and mold yeah. is exponential so that's why astm standards is a range of 55 to 65 we went a little conservative because of you know factors that can be in the existing environment of the individual so we we came out with 62 but to his point that was a formula from scratch and it was actually now it's everything's natural it's salt purified water and xanthan gum but sourcing a salt that likes that normalization at 62 it actually costs more than a salt that normalizes at 72, which subsequently is table salt. So a lot of people are like, why are the packs costing a little bit more in this category? You're just wanting to get, and we're like, no, the, the, the ingredients actually cost more because it's harder to find. I mean, 58% salt levels. You, you salt. just tripped into one of the big things that I think a lot of people say, well, it's kind of, you give me the cannabis tax, man. It's not cool. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, you know, that honestly, if you look at return on investment on the equipment we make, I'm sorry, but you're killing it. We we don't get that opportunity. Like I'm seven years. I know that I get all my ROI on the machine, my million dollars worth of equipment I just bought. That I know that I'm at, at probably three and a half to five years. You know, I'm a seven year loan on a piece of equipment. Okay, I'm happy with that. My machines get ROI'd in a week, two weeks, a month. That's Are you what, kidding me? That's not even an expense. I ran into a guy. You know? that said You're not even rainbows. paying anything yeah. right there. That's, he's all, that's free money. Machines. He's all he's all <laughs> paid for itself in two months. Exactly yeah. what he said. Because exactly. he knew that you know we were friends with the Greenbows guys. And he said, oh, yeah, I've got one of their machines. He's like, oh, one of the apps, and it paid for itself in a quarter, less than a quarter. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's, that's dope. That's, that's a good example. And it's not stunning. to eliminate John. I mean, it's just yeah. for those people that have, that's what I saw. I toured the clinic too. I frequent Denver. And, and you know, even they said on their own accord, it wasn't anything levied from Greenbrooks. They said, now we're able to free up that time for those individuals that were doing that manic that manicuring, that manual trimming. They're still working. Into, yeah, they're still doing QA <laughs> and they're still doing processing, but they're focusing on other elements of the business to bring even more we, efficiency. We had um, one of the, uh, there was a huge farm in Southern California that was claiming to be um, organic, um, and it looked like everything was pretty legit. Turns out they turns out they didn't have all their licensure in place, and they got closed down. But they oh, were wow. they were huge. They were ninety nine acres, and you go in there, and it used to be uh, uh, um, vegetables, you know, and that's what it was. So they had the whole crew that had just switched over to cannabis. Well, that, all those guys are still working, and they're using equipment sorters and trimmers and they didn't let anybody go you know what i mean uh, yeah. they have plenty of work for everybody yeah. to do don't <laughs> yeah. worry about it man there's plenty of work to be done oh, there is you know there is. machines make you a little more efficient but yeah. there's plenty of work to do 
All right, I, before we get you guys out of here, because we've just about run our time, and I know you guys drop a lot of money on these booths not to sit up here and do a <laughs> podcast. I know this is fun, but you look out over this show. You talked about Bovida building up for the second level and blowing it out a little bit this year. Green Bros at the 40 by 40 booth, the largest in the company's history. The whole crew is out here yeah. for Green Bros, just like I'm sure Bovida. Yep. You guys build up to this show for most of the year, months and months. What's your biggest takeaway as you look out on this to what it's become and then what you're getting out of it? I just, I don't know, but I still just step back and I'm in awe. I mean, like I said, I've had a, a full focus on the industry for six years now. I was in dot com for some time and I, I there's a lot of uh, similarities in these two categories where it's dog years. I feel like it's been 10 years. I mean, I've been around it since I was a kid, the industry per se. Um, that, of course, is black market, you know. Uh, but I'm just taken back. And again, the, the two things that I forecasted came into fruition. Uh, the two big elements this year is the international presence and influence yeah. and the technology. There's just you're seeing technology. And I always remind people, rather be in, in articles I'm writing or in interviews, that keep in mind, this is not big pharma. They don't have a starting point of $50 million and 20 million is going to go to R&D and 10 million is going to go to advertising yeah. and 10 million is yeah. going to go to processing and 10 million is going to go to lawsuits for when it kills people. Yeah. You know, that that's not how our industry works. So, I mean, for Colonel, we both, I mean, you guys doubled down. We doubled down to your point. Yeah. This is, um, I still call it the, you know, I, I still kind of call it the Super Bowl because there, there is one other show that I get a lot of industry work done that ironically is more of a protestable. It's Spanibus out in Barcelona. and It's 50,000 people approximately. It's a lot of B2C, but that's the only other place that I used to be able to get the, the reach to my international network to do business. That's kind of shifted. This year, this really has become, to Colin's point, this has become the international solution. The international solution I've been yeah. to the other ones. I've been to Canatech in Israel. I've been to Canafest in Prague, Mary Jane in Berlin, Product Earth in England, HHI in Australia, um, both lifts, O'Cannabis and Grow Up in Canada. All those just, I love them. They're great, total respect, but they're really just fractional compared to what you can come across and accomplish at this show. I'm just really glad I didn't pay for one of these overhead things, man. If you haven't <laughs> noticed, the sky the skyline has been clogged <laughs> with shit. Like, like you can't even. It's so funny. Like, it I mean, la, the first year we walked in, I mean, there was one guy, I think, one or two guys with the drop yeah. downs, and we thought about it, thought about it, and this year it's like, yeah, it's like you know, it's like L.A. traffic and oh yeah, it'd be blocking our view right. Yeah, yeah, it'd be blocking our view. It's just horrible. So, um, I think that's funny though. I mean. Uh, this is the culmination of things because we work really hard all year to, uh, you know, we, we're already talking, we've already kind of come to the conclusion what we're going to come out with next year. Well, we yeah. have three machines out this year and those will all have to be finished, cleaned up and made and made producible, right? That's, that's just part of the process. But um, to get here is getting those machines, uh, you know, the Model Z trimmer for us, like getting that getting, we, we had to bring in outside help to make sure we got it on point. You know, we got the programming, the design was, was all done in house and all the, uh, all the fabrication, but you have all these components and they have to, we're building, we're building stuff on Monday. We're getting ready and we're loading out to get here on Monday <laughs> and we're still putting stuff together, you know? So it is, it's this real big push because the culmination of, of a year, and I don't even know why in this world we do this, why we make years anything at all but but you know what i mean it's like this oh this big finish right and that's what it is and here we are celebrating uh with our team uh our our accomplishments of the year so it is this yeah. is the culmination and they pushed it to december which i 
I, I oh don't like God. it all, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's the end of the year. You know? There's not a single Christmas decoration out there. No, there year. isn't. Uh, and I, I just kind of laughed because <laughs> there was one of the individuals, one of the higher ups at uh, MJ Biz, and they posted something up like, oh, we got all of our stuff together. We're getting ready to move in. And I was like, hey, congratulations, Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my one day off for the next two weeks. I'm really hoping that MJ Biz isn't, isn't booked right on top of Emerald Cup again next year. And he had a really professional answer. He's like, you know, let's definitely connect and talk about schedules because some of us, again, do have circuits. And, yeah. and we don't yeah. want them to bump up and not to be an old school guy, but Emerald Cup is very important to me because yeah. that is one of the most legitimate cups. And being from Northern California, that's the cup where you see all the new genetics and everything. So, yeah. um, but I, I, I got back to it. I said, and this is all in public forum on LinkedIn. I said, I know it wasn't you guys. I know that people book the, you know, Las Vegas conventions and our LVCC years in advance. I know there are some conflicts, but for some of us, it's just a little hard because mm-hmm. here I, I literally do, you know, I'm getting too old for this stuff, but I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow to head off to Emerald Cup with half of this crew to go set up and have two booths there and, and represent in the heart of the Emerald Triangle. And yeah. it's a lot. So yeah. to Colin's point, like December, it would kind of nice to have a down month, but then it starts I mean, all we, over we, again in January. I mean, just, there's Lyft Vancouver in a month. Even, we can't even do Emerald Cup because of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just not even possible because yeah. there's no way for us to, We all this can't come down before exactly. this is over. You yeah. Know? So it, it's, it, it's a drag. I think it, I think it was poor. Uh, I don't. I don't know if we're going to do it again next year this way, but um, I'd rather it was back in November. Hope they do something. Again, that's Cullen Reichert, the founder and CEO of Green Bros, and Lance Lambert, director of business development for Bovida. Big thanks to both of our guests this afternoon. I can't wait to get them both back on the show. Go ahead and scroll down and find the website links for GreenBros.com and Bovida Inc. Dot com and uh, the description down there, uh, the description of the show, and you can check out their websites. I highly recommend you do. They're both doing crazy awesome things in the cannabis and hemp spaces. Now, in terms of Lance, he'll be joining us next week on our anecdotal podcast series spinoff under this same podcast feed, so you don't have to go subscribe to anything else. You can just stay right here. Uh, we're going to dive a little bit into his medical history and then his advocacy now for medical cannabis. He's been doing it for a long time, and we're going to talk about that i assure you it's a very interesting listen and there's a couple of tidbits in there you're gonna 100 make sure you're paying attention to including and this isn't really on topic with medical cannabis or anecdotal but where does the moniker 420 come from okay there's a million stories out there and everyone's got their opinion of where the where 420 originated from where uh what story is true okay lance knows the real deal holyfield and he'll be sharing that with us so you will be informed and you'll know finally you can put that one to rest you can share it with your friends but that tidbit is in our show next week so you're going to want to stay tuned for that now as for this show it's over we're going to go enjoy the conference hope you guys have a great rest of your week we'll see you next time on the rooted podcast By the way, before we go, don't forget to check out StayRooted.com for more show information, more shows, all kinds of good stuff. Follow us on social media at StayRooted as well. Tim Strombel reminding you one more time to work hard, be humble, and stay rooted. See you next week, everybody.